Welcome in. It's The Fade. I am Clay Travis. She is Kelly Stewart at Kelly in Vegas. All right, right off the top, I went three and five uh, on my eight bets for Wild Card Weekend. And some of them were just bad, like in, in the result. I know you were on this same side. You had better success. But the fact that the over didn't hit in the, uh, in the Lions game against the Rams felt kind of like a gambling crime against humanity given the fact that we were sitting at 38 uh, in uh, at halftime and just needed 14 points in order for the over to hit. I'm sure you still haven't really recovered from that one. Clay, in the middle of the third quarter, I'm texting my gambling group chat and I said, you know what, I'm just going to go to bed because right now the Lions are playing not to lose and Matthew Stafford is just turned into a pumpkin late into the third quarter, and I am glad that I got that extra hour of sleep because I would not have been able to go to sleep had I not hit that over. That was just infuriating, and actually we're going to get into it, but that kind of makes me want to bet against the Lions this week. There is a point in time where we've given Dan Campbell a little too much of a pass for the size of his cojones and what he is willing to do. I lost some respect for that Detroit team in the third quarter. We'll leave it at that. All right, let's go. I'm actually curious for this because um, how do you check when you go to bed and a bet has not been decided yet, right? I used to have to do this a lot because I had early morning radio. So I was getting up at like 4.20 or, you know, in the morning to be live at 5 a.m. Central time for East Coast morning radio here. So sometimes I would just be like, man, I've got money on a West Coast game. Uh, particularly when it's basketball, uh, you know, and it's just like, I'm like, I just cannot stay awake. Sometimes, occasionally, I would go to bed before the NFL game was over because I'm just dead late in a week, whatever. How do you check to see if you won a bet? Do you go to a set app and just look at scores when you've gone to bed and it's undecided? Because that is a totally different experience. And I know probably some of our listeners and or viewers have that experience too because you have things going on in your life, particularly if you're on the East Coast. Uh, You know, if you live on the West Coast, you can pretty much always be awake for every game. But how do you go to see if you won or did not win a bet when that happens? I usually, I'm trying to think of what I did that night. That night, I think there was like to spoil what the result is? Or do you wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I need to go check? Like, how do you typically find out whether you won or lost a bet when you're like, I got to go to bed. I can't stay up for the end of this one. I already know the end result based on how many text messages I have in my inbox. Uh, Usually I'm like, well, that went really bad because somebody is losing their minds by themselves in the group chat because the rest of us went to bed. Uh, I usually go to the score app because the last thing I need is to shuffle through 48 text messages between all of my friends who are absolute crazy people to try to decipher what happened when all I want to do is go back to bed and I've only got one eye that will open because it's now two o'clock in the morning and my body elected to wake me up because heaven forbid we can't just check the scores at 730 in the morning. All right. So, uh, by the way, how did you do in wild card weekend? Had a really good had a really good weekend. Uh, my best bet, the Bucks, was huge for me. As I mentioned, just bet the winner, uh, and it works for every single game except for Rams Lions. So I uh, ended up having the over there, as you knew. So no blood drawn on the side, but I had the Texans. I had the over in the Cowboys game. I had uh, the Bucks. So three and one was my final record for the weekend. And Clay, we talked about it during uh, you know. 2023's season 
it was, it's been a rough one. So to finally get some of these easy ones, like the bucks on Monday night, like just gives you some reprieve and some confidence coming into this weekend. Uh, all right. So, um, by the way, you were at the, uh, the bucks game against the Eagles, right? Yes. It was an absolute madhouse. I could not believe how crazy these people in Tampa are not diehard fans like this. Like they were absolute bananas. Like I've never been afraid walking into the stadium and I'm like, thank God I have a box like sweatshirt on. Otherwise, like I would be scared for my like personal well-being. Do you think the Eagles brought that out in them? The Eagles fans? That's actually what I tweeted. I said, man, Philly fans just bring out the worst in people. It's almost as if by proxy, you've got to be a bigger jerk than the opposing fan base. And then when the opposing fan bases are the, uh, well, arguably the worst fan base in the NFL as far as uh, the stigma and how you get treated when you go to Lincoln Financial and things like that. Yeah, I absolutely think the Eagles fans brought it out of the Bucks fans. By the way, give that stat again because you talked about don't worry about the line, just pick the winners in the uh, the playoffs. I think you talked about this last week. What's the percentage that it was that – don't even worry about the line. Just pick the winner. What percentage of the time does the outright winner matter more than the number? In other words, you can't. It was a like pretty. You, if, sorry, Clay. It was a pretty big sample size, actually. It was 86.2% last week. So even yeah. with that Lions win, but no cover, barely put a dent into the sample size. I mean, we're talking going all the way back to 2001 in the playoffs. All you have to do is pick the winner. Look, we had six games. So, uh, five of them, you just had to pick the winner. One had the spread come into play, which is really interesting because I like two teams this weekend that the spread comes into play, but I don't think they're going to win outright. All right, so let's start there because the first bet that I've got is one of those. The Texans up to a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in some of these scenarios against the Ravens, uh, over under 43-and-a-half. I'm on the over here because, uh, Kelly, at some times – the Ravens' defense has just kind of not shown up, and they've gotten into shootouts. And I also, call me crazy, C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, this young defense, I'm not that worried about them being, the moment being too big for them. I think they're playing with house money. The Ravens, we know, Lamar Jackson has not, he's only won one playoff game, I think, has not performed at the same level in the postseason that he did in the regular season. I'm going to take the Texans plus the points and the over in this one in Baltimore. First game being played this weekend. What side are you on? That's where this is really difficult. So if you guys do not know, I have a Ravens back in August from when I was in Vegas, 20 to one to get to win the Super Bowl. They were the only team I bet to win the Super Bowl this year. I really liked them as a complete team. But as Clay just alluded to, they have not been great historically in the playoffs. You're absolutely right. Houston Texans are playing with house money. Frankly, this is, in my opinion, C.J. Stroud's third playoff game. That game against the Colts absolutely was a playoff game. And last weekend, they showed so much prowess against, well, Joe Flacco and a team that everybody couldn't stop betting hand over fist because, well, C.J.'s a rookie. I lost. I bet, I, on, the, I bet on the Browns last week. I was wrong. Yeah, and, and I said, hey, Texans on the money line, Texans plus two and a half, Texans in a teaser. Now, all the other leg of that teaser did not come through because it was the Cowboys, which we spoke about as well. This seemed really easy. Uh, immediately, the Ravens got bet. Immediately. And that was because the books knew people were going to tease 
the Baltimore Ravens down to two and a half and then tease them with the Kansas City Chiefs. So they said, no, 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 we're good. This one has also been bet up from nine to nine and a half. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go a little bit higher. The interesting stat here, though, Clay, is we talked about double digit favorites uh, last weekend and how they were 10 and one against the spread, which is why I believe we both liked the Bills even though yep. it didn't end up coming to fruition for me until right before game time. One of my buddies is like, you have to bet the bills with us. We were sitting at the casino. I said, all right, fine. But interesting enough, favorites in the divisional round coming off a buy are 15 and five straight up. But that is, um, excuse me, between the number six and a half between the line, six and a half and nine and a half. But they are six and 14 against the spread. So this is one of those games. I think the Ravens could win for me but also not cover. I am on the Texans with you, plus the nine and a half in this one. Uh, all right, so we agree on that one. Do you like either side over under? I'm on the over as well. So I saw some sharp money come in on the under down to 43 and a half early. And I thought, ah, that was kind of interesting, you know, because this one opened 45 and a half. So definitely check the weather there if you do like the over, as you know, got a little overblown in Buffalo and then they moved the game. So yes. I felt bad for everybody there. Uh, but I would slightly lean towards that sharp money, agreeing with the under. We know that this is probably going to be one of the better defenses that Houston has faced. That is, as you said, they actually come to play and play really tough here. I almost wanted to, to make an argument for Ravens first half, which has been absolute money all season uh but houston is also a great first half team i like houston to keep it within the number wire to wire here i could easily see baltimore winning by like a late field goal you know our good friend justin tucker to keep my super bowl ticket alive <laughs> uh, all right other game on saturday the other team coming off the bye san francisco 49ers number one seed in the nfc packers pull off the big upset over the cowboys sorry cowboy fans uh, the Niners are out to a nine, nine and a half point favorite, depending on where you look. I know I said that I did not necessarily buy in to the Ravens. I do buy into the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan is an incredible game planner. He's had two weeks to get ready. I feel like the 49ers are getting fortunate that they're getting the Packers. I know the Packers had to win a lot of games down the stretch, and Jordan Love has been playing better. Uh, they're still running, I think, Aaron Jones all over the uh, the Dallas Cowboys as we speak. But I like the 49ers to take down the, the Packers. I think they win by two touchdowns plus. This could get ugly, in my opinion. I like the 49ers minus the big points. What about you? Yeah, that's the only way I can look here too, Clay. I uh, actually gave it out as a best bet on another show earlier today because this week is really tough. And normally the big chalk is not my forte. And I just mentioned to you the stat about teams uh, that are laying between six and a half and nine and a half. But I think the outlier here is the 49ers. And I know we saw some early money come in on the Packers and that is rightfully so. Jordan Love has been absolutely excellent in the second half of the season, right? He is producing at a high level for what he's been given. Aaron Jones, you mentioned, was running all over the Cowboys. He's been doing it for the fourth straight game there. Uh, over 110 yards in four straight games. He had three touchdowns against the Cowboys. Now, the crazy thing was, is I had uh, Jordan Love to be sacked over two and a half times. They open up the game, immediately get a big sack, flag thrown, and he was not touched for the rest of the game. It was mind-boggling, Clay, that that defense could not get to him. I know this offensive line has been playing better, but I expect the Niners to do what the Cowboys didn't, and that is get to Jordan Love, force him to make mistakes. You talk about the running game for the Packers. Do we just forget about Christian McCaffrey here? San Francisco led the NFL 40 
or excuse me, 74 run plays of 10 yards or more. And guess who can't stop the run? That's right. Joe Barry's defense. I know he got to save his job last week because, well, Dak Prescott does what he does during the playoffs. Two pick sixes was absolutely insane. We're not going to see that uh, with this Niners defense. I like the Niners to run away with this one. Uh, all right, let's go into Sunday's games. Uh, scarily, we are agreeing pretty much so far. Um, this one's tough for me. So let me walk you through the way that I'm thinking. I'm going to take the Bucks plus the points, nearly a touchdown underdog, sitting at six and a half right now, and I'm going to take the under. And my theory here is I think the Bucks are going to be able to drag this game into the mud. I think it's going to be ugly. You mentioned earlier – Dan Campbell came out, guns blazing first half. The Lions only scored three in the second half. I think the Lions will win, but this feels like a field goal game to me. 20 to 17-ish. The number's all the way up at 48 and a half. We got burned on the over, but I really liked the Rams offense too. Matthew Stafford played fantastically well. They just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Uh, I think the Bucs, Baker Mayfield and company, that defense takes the game into the mud, makes it a field goal game, and the under hits. You were just at the game in Tampa Bay. Now they're going on the road to Detroit. I bet you saw the video clip of the woman asking about whether weather conditions were going to be in play. Uh, it's a dome. Uh, the, the, the Lions have played in a dome for 50 years. Uh, just FYI, in case anybody out there is trying to handicap this one and isn't aware, how do you break down this game, uh, Bucks against the Lions? I just want to know who set her up for failure. Everybody knows that the Lions play in a dump. I, I, I think she had maybe to she set was herself up for a failure, Kelly, because she looked up what the weather was in Detroit, and she really thought she was asking a smart question. I don't know that her name has come out, but what a basic thing to get wrong. Credit to Todd Bowles for being able to handle it. If we haven't clipped that, maybe we can clip it and share it. What was your reaction when you saw that clip? The same thing that I, when you brought it up to me, I'm like, I'm just completely flabbergasted. I think that there becomes a point in time where if you're not prepared, just don't say anything. If you ever notice, I talk all the time. But if it's something I don't know about, I'm like, well, going to just keep my mouth shut. So what doesn't make sense to me is if she's in the sports world, which I'm almost wondering if she like filled in for somebody, like maybe somebody was sick that night and they said, Hey, we need you to go to this press conference. Here's the two, here's who they're playing next week. She Googles Detroit had heard about, you know, the weather in Buffalo. I'm trying to give this woman the benefit of the doubt in any possible way I can, because that's my first reaction was, okay, she's setting back women in sports 50 years. And I've used that comment a lot because I feel like it does happen far too often, but that was my gut reaction. Now onto this one. It is terrifying that we are basically in agreement on everything but one total. I too like the Bucks here. I was at the game late in the third quarter. I texted my buddy who runs a sports book in Las Vegas. I said, what are we laying here? Four and a half with the Lions? And he goes, no, nah, I think we're going to march it out six. Then next, thing you know, it's six and a half and it's almost seven at every single shop. It's either uh, six minus 115 minus 120 on the odd screen right now, or we're seeing sevens at seven. I have no choice but to take this Bucks team. Call me square, whatever. They're the, the square darling. This team is eight and one on the road in their last nine road games, winning some of those games outright as, you know, touchdown underdogs. I have been, how do I say this? I have been the biggest uh, 
criticizer of this Bucks team, right? So my first game I went to this year was the Eagles. They got two interceptions against Jalen Hurts. I said, God, this team is pitiful. So the next game I go to, I bet against them. Something I nor normally don't do in a hostile environment. I laid three and a half with the Lions. Easy peasy. This is not the same team that I watched week three and week six. They are a completely different defense. Clay, Sounds boring. I'm going to take the better defense plus the points. I too like the under. I could easily see this being 21 17 final. Lions get the win. Bucks get the win. I don't care because it's going under the total. I agree. All right. Last game. Are we going to have we ever had complete agreement on picks before? This is, uh, this is, I don't think so. We're either going to, we're either going to be on a roll or we're going to get massacred. Uh, all right. I'm on the Bills. I'm on the Bills minus two and a half. Um, I like, they've been playing, we talked earlier about the fact that they've been trying to make the playoffs since they were sitting at six and six. They, they frustrate me, the Bills do a little bit because, for instance, that game against, uh, uh, against the Steelers, they're up 21-0. They should have just totally put it away. Instead, they let the Steelers play their way back into it, turns into a seven-point game. They, they have to worry about the back door because they shanked the, what, 25-yard field goal. It's like the worst field goal attempt of the year to keep them from going up 17 and putting themselves in position for a push. Anyway, I think this is the circle the wagons game for Buffalo. This is the team that they've wanted at home with the Bills Mafia there. We know the drop issues that Patrick Mahomes has had. Heck, Travis Kelsey had three in the first round of the playoff game. Maybe some weather aspects here as well. But I just think this is your, I don't even hardly break it down. It's a psychological pick for me. This is who they've wanted. They get them finally in Buffalo. I think the Bills win by a field goal or more and advance to the AFC championship game. Are you with me? to have complete uniform agreement on all the picks this week. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, Clay, it's going to be really good or really bad. Uh, somebody's going to say that we mush each other. I like the Bills, but I will say this. I'm looking for a minus 140. Uh, two minus 115 in a lot of places right now on the odd screen. If I can find a money line here that's cheaper than 145, I think I'm going to lay it. Because I also am kind of hoping that I can get the Chiefs in a teaser. I think this is going to be a close game. You mentioned circle the wagons. Can the Bills circle the wagons? You mentioned some of their, their issues this year. They couldn't circle the wagons in the second half of that Eagles game. I would agree with you here. The Chiefs offense has just been so lackluster. And it's not just been Kelsey who was... Mahomes is security blanket for all of those years. They just have not impressed me. The Bills are absolutely the team that I don't want the Ravens to be facing. I'd much rather have them facing the Chiefs on the way to the Super Bowl, but I'm with you. I do think they'll be able to stop the run with Isaiah Pacheco, and I do believe this game is going to go under the total Josh Allen finally doesn't throw an interception. Uh, that has been one of the best prop bets of the year. So keep in mind, he might be due for another, which could put this over the total if it happens to be very close to a pick six. Uh, he gets he gets a little squirrely sometimes, but I appreciate him from a quarterback perspective and that he can he's a gunslinger and he can air it out. Uh, but I do like the bills with you here and lean towards the under. There you have it. First time ever. Complete agreement on every game. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. We'll find out next Wednesday when we'll be breaking down the AFC and the NFC championship games. 
Kelly, you'll also be out in uh, Vegas for the Super Bowl, as will I. Uh, so we should have a, uh, a good time out there. All that still to come. Good luck. Get your bets in. Anything else you want people to know uh, as we get ready for the two games on Saturday and the two on Sunday? No, I don't really have a lot of uh, props that I've gotten out yet. I will say Baker Mayfield, the gift that keeps on giving, even though we like the Detroit, or excuse me, even though we like uh, the under in Detroit, his passing yards over. I think he can really exploit that line secondary. So look towards there. Rashad White, another, another prop bet that just keeps cashing, cashed easily last week versus the Dolphins. Might be able to cash again against this Bills run defense. So that's really all I've got for this weekend. Best bet. Can't believe it. Lay it lay in the nine and a half with the Niners. She's Kelly Stewart at Kelly in Vegas. I'm Clay Travis. Get rich kids. Get the bets in. We'll hopefully have a great weekend, and we'll see you back next Wednesday.